Welcome to Pleasant Ridge Today, the official podcast of Pleasant Ridge Waldorf School in Viroqua, Wisconsin. I'm Robin Kotke. I'm David Levin. Hey, David Levin. Hiya. Happy Michaelmas. Happy Michaelmas. I'm trying to conquer... The fear and doubt. The fear and doubt today. It creeps up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to tame those dragons. Thank you, St. Michael, Michael. Yes. For the sword of light. And all of the other examples of courage that the children are learning about right now. Yeah. Um, this is definitely a favorite festival, one that can really, it means something different to everyone, but something that resonates deeply all the same. Yeah. We all have dragons. Yeah, I love Michaelmas. I do. I love the assembly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, today we're so pleased to welcome Miss Martha Bush. She's kind of a legend around here. Mm. She teaches our parent-child class, and um, she also is uh, a wealth of knowledge around all things child development and parenting. And Martha is here today to talk with us about a parent development series that she is facilitating. Here, you can join a community of parents to create a safe space to ask parenting questions, share a wealth of parenting experiences, and learn more about the parenting stages. The dates are Thursday, October 6th, 13th, and 20th from 6 to 8 p.m. This series is based on the ideas of Ellen Galinsky in her book, The Six Stages of Parenthood. You can pop in for one session or attend all three. This series is free of charge and open to all. Child care is provided. Sessions will be held in the PRWS Music Room. Please contact Hannah Hastings at 608-637-7828 or enrollment at pleasantridgewaldorf.org with any questions or to register. Sessions are led by Martha Bush, EDM, PRW's parent-child teacher with more than 35 years of experience working with parents and children of all ages. The first session on October 6 is Seeing into the Future, Introduction and Stages 1 and 2, Expectancy through Infancy. October 13. Stages 3 and 4, Ruling and Interpreting Your World, Toddlerhood through Middle School. And October 20th, Walking Side by Side, Stages 5 and 6, Adolescence and Into Adulthood. I'm intrigued. Well, good. Tell us more. What are the six stages of parenthood? Well, the six stages of parenthood are stops on the parenting pathway um, through your child's development. So parent development is echoing the stages of child development. So the first stage is expectancy, when you find out that you're going to become a parent, and that can be a biological child or it can be an adoptive child. And it's making the images that you have of yourself and of your child into the future. Mm. And it, it encompasses everything from, you know, oh gosh, you know, I'm going to have a son and he's going to be a poet, or I'm going to have the most beautiful water birth, etc. Mm-hmm. And whatever images, it might be, oh, I'm not going to do that thing that my mother did, or I'm definitely doing that thing that my father mm. did as a parent. And it's all the image making that you do. Um, and then as soon as the birth takes place, you are in a second stage, which is the nurturing stage. And obviously, it's delightful, but it's also really challenging. And that stage goes up until basically you hear the first no. 
<laughs> from your child, um, which is when you move into the authority stage. And it is really grasping what kind of authority you are going to be with your child. It's dealing with guidance and discipline and those kinds of things. And that sort of slides into the next stage, which is the interpretive stage. And that's the stage when you and your partner are figuring out what are the values and morals that you want to convey to your child in middle childhood and working through that whole process. And then when adolescence comes, you move into the next stage, the fifth stage, which is the interdependent stage. And that is kind of where you transition from being you know, the owner of the team to being the, the team captain, where you are partnering with your child in some ways. You're still leading, but you recognize how much competence they have developed. And this mm-hmm. really goes through adolescence and into that moment when you go into the last stage, which is basically when your child is an adult. Frequently in this country, that means when your child goes off to college or goes and moves out of your home and gets a job. Um, And then you begin the departure stage, which sounds very sad, but actually it's the stage that most of us are in with our own parents. Mm -hmm. And so we have some experience from the other side Mm -hmm. of this stage because it's the longest stage depending on one's life cycle, um, where you have an opportunity to um, enjoy your child as an adult and the ways that you interact with them and the things that are challenging about that. Acceptance of their choices in life, even if maybe you don't always agree with the things that they've chosen or the partners that they've chosen, or the names that they're giving their children, or whatever it might be. You well, have, the options are endless. Yes, there are, there are many things. So these six stages are really wonderful in that they help people to sort of know what's coming mm. and to be prepared when that toddler says no or when you realize that you have an adolescent living in your home. <laughs> Or whatever it might be. That has recently come to pass in our home. Yes, indeed. It's a it's a very challenging and delightful stage. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, thank you. Wow, that's a that's a wonderful overview. I can't wait for these classes. I'm looking forward to it too. You know, Robin, I want to tell you about one of the pieces about this um, series that I'm really excited about, and it is the part about making a community of parents and recognizing that everyone who has parented has experience. I mean, you're obviously the expert on your own child. Mm -hmm. And those of us who come into your child's lives over the course of time are, you know, guides, but you really have the most information. And when we are discussing parenting and the development of parents over time, there's a great deal of knowledge and experience present in all the other parents who, who attend these um, 
gatherings. Sure. And and I want to acknowledge that and and really mine those wonderful resources for everyone else. Because if you are a very new parent, maybe struggling with this authority stage, if you can be sitting next to someone who has maybe three children who've all been through that stage, and so you've kind of figured out how to be an authority, you can be a wonderful resource for someone who is trying to figure it out. Sure. So it's it's a... It's an opportunity to both learn the stages of parenthood and figure out what's coming next and what you've accomplished, but it's also an opportunity to share your knowledge and your expertise. Sure, and to and to let folks know that they will indeed survive. And, <laughs> and so will their children. <laughs> yes, they will. Um, that's great. Um, so what inspired you to do this series here at Pleasant Ridge? You know, I have been working with this, as you said earlier, for basically since Ellen Galinsky wrote the book, which is in the late 80s. And I had the opportunity to go to a workshop that she presented, a couple of them actually, and and found it really useful information. And so I have been using it professionally with all the parents that I work with. And I have worked with pretty much every age group of, you know, young person and also lots of levels of parents. And I've also had my own children. And now they're off in the departure stage. <laughs> and so I feel like I have a lot of experience to draw on to be able to share with people. And I find these stages just as in knowing what stage is coming for your child in their own development, it can be helpful for us in our development to know what's coming. And so I wanted to to take the opportunity to share that. In my work as a parent-child teacher, I'm frequently guiding and supporting parents as they figure out all of these things in their own journeys. And um, last spring, in fact, I had a parent ask several, you know, difficult questions about the journey that that she was on, and we had to get together outside of class to talk about it. And she mentioned how useful it would be to have some opportunity away from her children to discuss this and hear about this and be able to ponder her parenting journey. And that was sort of the little seed that germinated this idea that we should have this this series. I... I'm so happy because, you know, just sometimes just getting feedback about this is, this is the, the stage that you're likely in just knowing, oh, we're not alone. And there is this wealth of knowledge. And, um, I mean, I certainly remember our experience from parent child and how useful that was, um, (laughs) with our Lucy, you know, and, um, you know, we were often, uh, just letting me know that it was it was all going to be okay, and we were right on track. And and see, you were, yeah. And it was it was really it was really so helpful. Okay. So thank you for bringing that to our community. Why parent development and not education? Thank you for asking that question. I really feel strongly about this, and it's related to what I said earlier that parents have a great deal of experience of their own, and. I think it is a little presumptuous sometimes of institutions to believe that they can educate a parent when in fact parenting itself is a great education. And so 
focusing on the fact that we are all developing mm. and there are stages of development doesn't take away from that expertise and that experience that parents have on their journeys. Um, and it's, it's more respectful, I believe. I think so too. Parent. It's an important distinct distinction. Perfection pending. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, how will these evening gatherings be arranged and organized? Well, we've decided that, you know, everybody's out there busy doing the parenting and it can be difficult to step away and really ponder what it is you're doing. So we decided to group the presentations into three nights um, and do a couple of stages each night. Hopefully people will come to the first and want to stay through all three, but it is, you know, everyone is welcome to, to join in. If you feel like you, you don't have the time or want to, to use the headspace to talk about, you know, toddlers when you have an adolescent that's maybe making you climb the walls. And if you just want to come to, you know, the, the stage that is applicable to you, that's, that's great. But we're going to kind of talk about expectancy and, and really sort of an overview of the stages mm -hmm. and an understanding of, of how this process works and then go through that nurturing stage in, in the first night. And then the second week, we're going to talk about that ever-challenging stage of authority and guidance and discipline. And that really spans most of the time of early elementary school. Mm -hmm. And there are echoes of that throughout into that interdependent stage that you have with adolescents. So it's very useful, even if you've already been through those toddler and, and early childhood years, to, to think about that stage a little bit and, and what you did then as you have your adolescent. Because it's interesting, because I also teach in the high school here, mm -hmm. and there are definitely echoes between toddlers and teens. And that's because these stages of development, it's about autonomy sure. and about developing autonomy. And who's the boss and who's the authority and who can, you know, who's the boss of me? <laughs> sure. And I think it's about, you know, feeling, really instilling a sense of safety in the children, you know, no matter their age um, and fostering, you know, them to trust themselves and their experiences and, and validation and all of those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Um Yes, yeah, so I would really be interested in all three because even though I'm beyond the toddler phase, um, maybe there are some things that I wish I would have done differently. You know, maybe I wasn't thinking about it in, in a specific way at that time. Um, you know, or, or that may be true for others. Or maybe it's a time to remember like, oh, I remember that was really a challenge. And maybe here are some other considerations as we face this next stage. Well, and remember that you are a resource for others. Right. So you are very much in support saying, that sounds great. I had a hard time with that. And you can get through it too. And just having a peer sort of hold your hand and say, I know that this is a difficult time, but you know, this too shall pass Sure, can see, really be helpful. You know, I, we get so, we get so nostalgic when we see those little ones. I also try to remember that we really felt in the trenches at that time. So I just try to, I just, 
I just try to remember that and, you know, be encouraging to those young parents. Exactly. Well, and there's so many things in the stage that follows the authority stage, that um, interpretive stage, that we deal with here in the Waldorf School quite Mm -hmm. a bit because we have chosen a path for our families that's that's outside of the mainstream. Sure. And some of the things that we hope that parents will bring into their homes can be challenging because maybe they don't see that mirrored in what their neighbors or their family members are doing. And having peer support, having a community of parents to say, this is how I work with gift giving at holidays. Mm-hmm. This is how I work with media in my home, Um, different choices that parents make, and the way that you convey that information to your child, and at what stage and what age. Those things are really are really challenging sometimes because you may have long ago when you were image making about what kind of parent you were going to be, you may have had a different image, but then you have found this school and you have found this group of of parents that are maybe not the same as that image. And so you need help developing new images and and having other models of, of how to do this. And so that can be a really useful experience for parents in the middle of the (laughs) of the process I mean I don't know about you but I had really romantic notions about myself as a mother and who I would be and have you seen that and and I have to say it's my most fervent wish come true and the greatest joy of my life and it's also been so challenging and such hard work and one of my best teachers well and and I think that parents who are in the process somewhere along the way would pretty much all agree that they didn't expect parenting to help them grow as much as it has. Mm -hmm. And that's why we come back again to this concept of parent development. It's really human development because we're, we're taking child development and reflecting on it how being the parent of a child helps you to go through these stages of life sure. and deal with the next generation and and grow yourself. So it's it's really, I think, very grounding mm-hmm. for people. I'm so glad that you said that because I remember when we knew that we were having Mari, I kind of panicked like okay I've got exactly this much time to figure it all out because I just you know really wanted to be an amazing mom. And so two things have helped me tremendously. Um, I came across this. So I was like, I have exactly, you know, six months to get my act completely together. Um, because I thought I would have all of this to impart onto my children, which of course we do. But, um, but also, um, I'm really quite glad that, that those romantic notions haven't come true because I would have missed, you know, all of the bumps in the learning along the way. Um, so the two things that have helped, uh, I read something somewhere, um, that was, uh, you know, there's no way to be a perfect parent, but there are millions of ways to be a really, really good one. And then a good friend also told me, um, you know, sometimes we're so consumed with raising good kids that we forget that we already have them 
right? <laughs> um, and there's so much wrapped up, you know, our parenting identities and, you know, all those kinds of things. Maybe this is going way off course. The, I was going to say one more thing. Have you seen that meme? Um, it's a mother with her child and she's saying to the child, you're making it very difficult for me to be the mother that I always knew I would be. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I would say that the community aspect, you know, especially if we're making choices that are not um, maybe as mainstream, having the community around, you know, around media or around some things. I mean, we and our family are by no means purists, um, but there are a number of things that we have just said, not now, or, you know, we'll wait, we'll wait a little bit to introduce um, certain things like cell phones and, you know, those kinds of things. And to have a group of parents with similar values makes all the difference. So I would say that with the parenting series that that's very similar just to be able to exchange stories and encouragement. And I really love that you've created this this vessel in this series for um, not only our, our own development, but just for new friendships and relationships, you know, within the community to form. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it's really important, especially now in the challenging political climate of this country, that we recognize that every parent makes unique choices. And just because our choices don't align exactly with someone else's choices, the person across the street or the person, you know, in the line behind you at the grocery store or whatever, that, that doesn't make their choices bad. Absolutely. It's just that I have chosen. I remember my children would frequently ask me things like, well, how come, you know, so-and-so gets to do it this way. And I would say, if I were so-and-so's mommy, it would be different, but I'm not. Mm. And I think that pretty well <laughs> clears it up right there. Right. And we each know our child. You're right. We know our children, you know, uh, inside out. And we really sometimes just have to make the best decisions that we based on the information we have at the time for the children. Actually, I think that there's some, some good points there that you have to you have to decide your own morals and values, and they may differ from other people's. They might differ from your partner's. Yes. And that can also be a challenge in parenting, is you have these very strong, clear images of what kind of parent you're going to be, and your partner has a different set of images. Can I tell you a story? Absolutely. Okay. So Mari was just over a year old, and I, I rem had remembered that our neighbors had given us this great book when we were expecting and it was called how to baby proof your marriage um and i remember reading it and i could not relate to these stories at all of course i also was not a parent yet and i had all of these romantic notions and the book was great it was all about how to really focus on your relationship as a as a couple um and be sure to do date nights and, you know all the things that they say to do but i remember reading the he said she said um you know, and just thinking, who are these people? You know, these, Stephen, we're going to be just fine. We have nothing to worry about. And then Mari was just over a year old. And I said, do you remember that book that we read? And he was like, yeah. And I said, were those people? <laughs> um, anyway, it just made us really laugh. Uh, yeah. And that's one of the things about this journey that I have to be careful of in this community building aspect is that once you've been through a stage, it's easy to be flip about, oh, pfft, 
you know, remember when you were in that coochie coochie coo, you know, they just wanted to hang on you and nurse and, and sleep. And, you know, you have no idea what the no is coming or, or the, the teenager is coming or whatever it is. But we have to remember that when you are deep, as you say, in the trenches of those particular phases of development, that it doesn't feel at all flip. It feels very serious. And you are, you know, working hard mm-hmm. to do the right things, you know, according to your own set of beliefs. And so we have to be really respectful. You know, there's a lot of judgment, particularly in, uh, you know, groups online. And mm-hmm. I think it's really important that parents support each other. You know, I <laughs> steal a line that, you know, it's the toughest job you'll ever love. Mm-hmm. But it truly is. And it's nurturing the next generation. We're making the future here. This is important work. And we need to support everybody else because maybe it's your child who is the key to the big problem that the future faces. Maybe it's my child. Maybe it's our children together. So we have to honor and respect the work that other parents are doing. Yeah. Well, thank you, Martha, so much for being with us today and forecasting a bit about this this series, this upcoming series. I'm really looking forward. Thank you. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it too. I'm hoping that We'll get a good turnout. Okay. And just a reminder, this is three weeks in October. Thursday evenings. Okay. From six Mm -hmm. to eight, childcare is available. It's free of charge. Yes. You have to RSVP though. So we know how many people are coming and how many caregivers are necessary. Yes, (laughs) indeed. And then that's here at Pleasant Ridge Waldorf School in the music room. No. Yes. That's my understanding. Unless we get such a large group that we can't fit in. Okay. And then there are other spaces that we can use. Okay. Well, great. Thanks again. Thank you very much, Robin. Hey, shall we look at the calendar? I think we shall. So coming up on October 4th, Pleasant Ridge All-School Meeting. October 6th, Parent Development Discussion, number one, from 6 to 8 p.m. October 14th, Grandparents and Special Friends Day. October 17th, Picture Retake Day. So, of course, we had the assembly today. I'm not even sure exactly when this will go out. Maybe it was yesterday by the time you hear it. But it's a very special day in many ways. But let's just talk about what's kind of the, what's underlying it, what the celebration is about. Michaelmas is the first festival of our school year. Every year, approximately seven days after the autumnal equinox, Waldorf schools throughout the world celebrate Michaelmas, rooted in harvest traditions from the Middle Ages. Michaelmas is also known as a festival of courage, celebrated as northern climates headed into cold winter months. Well, that makes sense to me because I definitely need courage as the cold winter months I approach. I know you do. Michaelmas symbolizes harvest time, farewell to the productive year, and the beginning of a new cycle. Michael is an archangel in Judaism, Islam, and Christianity, and the festival observed by people of all faiths and traditions the world over. The traditional Michaelmas story celebrates St. Michael's victory over a dragon. He helps tame its unbridled forces so that they can be used creatively rather than destructively. Stories from cultures around the world are shared in schools at this time to give us pictures of strength, courage, and fortitude in overcoming challenges large and small. To share just a few examples, this year the fourth grade is hearing stories the Ho-Chunk people share about courageous deeds, and the fifth grade learned the Hindu story of the goddess Durga defeating the demon Mahishasura. 
These stories kindle our inner fire and iron will to keep working towards that which must be transformed and instill courage and faith in our own resolve for difficult tasks ahead. We all require courage to overcome obstacles, a.k.a. dragons, big and small, and every one of us has gifts to offer. Can we learn to recognize these gifts in ourselves, in one another, and call them forth? That is what Michaelmas celebrates. That's lovely. Yes. And the festival this morning, the festival assembly, that dance that the fifth grade did is um, is from the Hindu tradition. Oh. And um, yes, it was beautiful. Stephanie Padretti taught us that parts of it at the, oh. at the faculty meeting. And it was not easy, but it was really fun. Mm. Yeah. I love that she brought that this year. And how about all of those children, you know, gathering together, you oh. know, for the, you know, gathering together to sing that firmly always, on the earth. That one always drops me. Yep. And um, so, but that's not where it ends. I mean, that's where it ended for, you know, the greater community. Um, the Iron Bars is always, you know, opening and closing the assembly. Mm-hmm. That's um, that's a treat for the fourth grade to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And um, then the students go on to have a really special day. Um, every grade in the school contributes to a communal lunch and generally the students eat lunch in their respective classrooms every other day of the year and on this day it's almost like Hogwarts they Mm. all come together and they're each seated at the tables and they bring special guests and they have squash soup that they've made it's so delicious Mm. they make dragon bread um, that actually looks like dragons Um, they peel apples they pick apples they peel apples they assemble an apple crisp for dessert and it's so fun. Great. It's and great. In the afternoon, they continue with acts of service and they do all kinds of things like they clean up the school grounds, they clear brush. I have some seventh graders coming over to this area today to help tidy up the costume closet. Um, they wash windows. And then at the very end of the day, at three o'clock, they'll gather again in the gym as a whole school and they'll do one more iron bars and firmly on the earth Mm. as a school community, but just, you know, the children with the teachers. Beautiful. It really is. Remarkable. PRWS All School Meeting, this coming Tuesday, October 4th from 6 to 7.30 p.m. We will gather as a school community of parents, faculty, staff, and board of directors for our annual All School Meeting. It's a great opportunity to hear about what's new at the school, make meaningful connections, and have your voice heard. We ask that at least one adult representative from each family attend. The meeting will include a brief state of the school report, facilitated roundtable discussions, and opportunities for meaningful engagement in the coming year. Refreshments will be served. Will you be there? Thanks for letting us know either way by RSVPing on the link in the lunchbox. This helps us know how many participants to plan for, as well as any barriers that prohibit in-person participation. It's important that all members' voices are represented here. Childcare is available for a limited number of children for families who would otherwise be unable to attend. Childcare will be provided by the upper grade students. Please let us know if you need it for your family to attend. You can do so when you RSVP. There's a question right in there. Good old Google Forms. Nice. Grade four handwork. This is a note from Kate Froschel. Fourth grade has been studying the color wheel and handwork. Last Thursday, we went out to the play yard to see if we could find natural items in all the colors of the color wheel. The students searched high and low, and they succeeded. They were quite proud of their work, so I thought it would be fun to share with the PRWS community. And so there's a lovely picture in the lunchbox. 
It really is a beautiful picture. Mm-hmm. I see crab apples, and it looks like maybe a pear, or is that a, I think that might be a black walnut. Oh, yeah. And leaves, and so many beautiful colors, especially this time of year. It's here again, the PRWS Community Clothing Swap, Saturday, October 8th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. The PRWS Clothing Swap is a fantastic resource for our community, an opportunity to donate items your family no longer needs and pick up new-to-you clothing, accessories, and outer gear. It's an event we enjoy hosting each spring and fall and wonderful to see how it's grown over the years. We're grateful to all who donate, yet the sheer number of items we receive is staggering. Sifting through and organizing all that folks drop off for the swap has become overwhelming and um, quite the endeavor, and we end up throwing a lot away. Sifting through the piles and piles of unusable clothing is a real drag for coordinators and swap goers alike. We are hoping to move forward a bit differently and save our collective precious time and energy. To that end, we kindly request, please sort through every item you intend to donate ahead of time. Pull out any items that are stained, ripped, torn, or tired. Believe us when we say that nobody wants mending projects or threadbare items. Trust us, we've been doing this for a long time. On the fence about whether to include that t-shirt from the marathon you ran in 2004? Here's a good guideline. Is this item something that I would select for my family today? If yes, please bring it. No, hard pass, but thanks anyway. Donations may be dropped off in the office beginning Monday, October 3rd. Volunteers are welcome and most appreciated. In fact, can't do it without you. There's a link to sign up in the lunchbox. And hey, you want to know a little secret? I do, yes. Okay. If you help with setup and cleanup shifts, then you get first dibs on the goods. Oh. Yeah. So no fair just signing up for the setup shift. Oh. Yeah, you got to sign up for both if you... Setup and cleanup. Yeah, because it's, it's a huge endeavor. It's so fun. And it's so... In fact, it's so fun to see little children about town and around the school who are wearing things that mm-hmm. that your little ones wore. In fact, I saw a very sweet dress today on a second grader that was once Lucy's favorite dress. Oh, I love it. It's always so fun. So um, thank you for um, also helping us keep things simple and less overwhelming by really sifting through the items that you intend to donate. You don't have to donate items to still come and avail yourself of outer gear and uh, sometimes even some home goods are are out for people you mm-hmm. know to pick up too there's always a lot left over at the end so that's why help with cleanup is so important nice thank you and thanks to the parent association for for hosting this every spring and fall yeah it's not too late sign up for quick trip gas grocery cards and generate a 10 percent donation to prws you're going to buy gas and snacks anyway why not raise funds for our school when you do There's no additional cost to you and a win-win for all. 10% of each gift card purchase is donated back to PRWS. So, for example, for each $500 gift card ordered, Quick Trip donates $50 to PRWS, and they have cards at many different denomination levels, 50, 200, 150. So here's how it works. Sign up for and receive a gift card with the full value of what you pay, Select a one-time purchase or receive gift cards regularly throughout the school year. Pay by cash, check, or direct transfer from your bank account. Pick up your gift card or cards in the school office or have them delivered to your home. It's easy. Sign up online here. There's a link in the lunchbox. These make great gifts, too. 
Your participation goes a long way to support PRWS. Thank you for patronizing businesses that support our school. And again, it just costs you nothing. So it, it, there's not that many opportunities to support the school in ways that are basically invisible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. Well, and I mean, even if you don't buy gas, you buy snacks. I like to ask people, what's your favorite quick trip snack? And what do they say? Oh, my gosh. I've been really surprised. Um, some people really like to buy the gas station sushi. Um, oh. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're really craving it. Um, some folks like the glazers are always a favorite, you know, the donuts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Bananas. Lots of people get their bananas there. Um Stephen likes to get his cider there, the one on the north end of town. So oh. the, the great thing about um, these gift cards is that they can be used at the pump and they can also be used in the store for groceries. So um, it's a win-win, folks. Yeah. Get your gift cards. Thank you. Seeking volunteers for front office and kitchen. We are looking for a few volunteers. From time to time, we need backup in the kitchen and front office. We would love to establish a list of volunteers who are able to help out during the school day and have been given a little orientation. Please contact Jordan Brudas if you have interest in being on a volunteer list for the front office or kitchen. Thanks for considering. PRWS Book Study. You're invited to join a book study hosted by PRWS's Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee. We'll begin reading The Gender Creative Child and have our first meeting October 7th from 3.30 to 4.30 p.m., with babysitting available. At our first meeting, we will discuss the first chapter and continue reading throughout the school year. Please respond to Mandy Herrick by September 30th if you are interested. We'd love to get together with you. That is today, of course, and there's a link to Mandy in the uh, lunchbox. Grandparents and Special Friends Day is Friday, October 14. Save the date and spread the word. All grandparents and special elders of PRWS students are warmly invited to join us on Friday, October 14. There will be a student assembly, a really special one, school tour, classroom observation, and a reception featuring a PRWS alumni speaker. We'd love to send your folks an invitation. It's not too late. Please provide their contact information to Robin Kotke or just click on the link in the lunchbox and provide it there. Looking forward. Holiday Fair is Saturday, December 3rd. Mark your calendars, December 3rd. Activities for the whole family will take place earlier in the day, followed by an adults-only affair, including a gala dinner and dance party, Saturday evening. We're so excited to bring this tradition back this year. More details to come next week, including artisan market applications, class assignments, etc. Stay tuned. Mm, That's exciting. Yeah. There's a meal wheel for the Hunt family while Sophia is recovering. Please consider bringing them a meal. You can sign up right from the Lunchbox Express. We thank you so much. It's always such a help. Wild Roots Autumn Youth Programs. Hello, friends. We at Wild Roots are excited to share with you our upcoming autumn programs for youth ages 7 to 11. All days run 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Animals and Their Senses, October 9th. That's $45. Primitive Camp Day, November 12th, also $45. Burning Out a Bowl, November 26th, that's $55. Natural Gifts for Our Loved Ones, December 17th, also $55. For further questions and registration, please email us at wildroots.handcrafts at gmail.com. And of course, there's a link in the lunchbox. Thank you, Kindred and Nicholas Wazy Gale. 
Better World Scholarship in Memory of PRWS alumna Corin Humphrey. Here's a letter from Corin's parents and brother Forrest. Dear friends, colleagues, and family of Corin Humphrey, we continue to mourn our beloved Corin, who passed away in October 2020. Corin was a 4.0 student in Hunter College's psychology department and enrolled in the BP Endure Neuroscience program. She was also working in the lab of Dr. Schumann at Mount Sinai Hospital. Corin's academic and laboratory accomplishments were extraordinary in the short time she attended Hunter College. Within a matter of weeks, she was in a lab performing high-level work. As a result, she received multiple grants and was invited to the National Institute of Health to speak about her findings. With the work she was performing on hormone replacement therapy, Corin was devoted to making a difference in the transgender community. She continues to be an inspiration to all whom she worked with, as her energy and spirit were a true force. To honor Corin's dedication to self-sufficiency, work integrity, and desire to make a difference, we have established the Corin Humphrey Better World Scholarship. This scholarship will be given to a student dedicated to making a difference in an underrepresented community of any kind. Priority will be given to students who are the first in their families to attend college. Applicants will submit a one-page essay describing why they are deserving of the scholarship. There's information in the Lunchbox Express about how to donate to the scholarship fund, or you can send a check to the Hunter College Foundation at the ad- address provided in the Lunchbox Express. If for some reason you don't get the Lunchbox Express, you can reach out to Robin Kotke at robin at pleasantridgewaldorf.org, and I would happily send you that information. Thank you for contributing to honor the memory of a most cherished daughter, sister, and student. Sincerely, Ellen Arndorfer, Bill Humphrey, and Forrest Humphrey. Youth Initiative High School is celebrating their 25th anniversary with a weekend of homecoming festivities, October 14th and 15th. Join us for an open house, games, wine and cheese night, and a formal banquet. For more information, visit the Youth Initiative website, and there's a link in the lunchbox. Oh, I need to get my tickets. Oh, yeah. That's really exciting. Happy anniversary, Youth Initiative. 25 years. Another anniversary. The Commons is celebrating their 10th anniversary. There's an open house on Sunday, October 16th from 1 to 9 p.m. The Commons is also formerly known as the Ark. It's the big old church across from Pleasant Ridge Waldorf School. Come and enjoy family activities all afternoon, dinner, and or music in the theater in the evening, all to celebrate the 10th anniversary of Artists and Friends at the Commons. It's all free, but donations or becoming a foundational member are greatly appreciated. There is more information in the Lunchbox Express. Free piano. A low-profile piano in very good condition, 1960s model made in Chicago by a well-known company, free to any family seeking to enrich their children's musical interest or talent. May be seen at my farmhouse by appointment only. Please call Stan at 702-806-4001 for pictures. Hmm. Creative dance classes with Mandy Herrick for ages 1 and up. From October 18 to December 15, the Old Main Building on Decker Street, Through movement, story, song, and touch, we will explore somatic developmental movement patterns, shape-making, and open dancing together. Exploring dance concepts and brain-body learning can allow freedom of movement and beautiful dances. So there's moving together, one to three-year-old with an adult, creative movement, three to six years, and creating dance for seven years and up. Class descriptions and costs can be found from a link in Lunchbox Express. Or you can simply email Mandy Herrick at body as landscape 
at gmail to register. 2223 Viroqua Club Basketball. Registration is now open online. Viroqua Club Basketball is open to boys and girls grades pre-K through 8th in the Viroqua Area School District. Registration deadline is October 1st, 2022, which is coming up like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. First session of Little Hoopsters will begin October 30th. All other team practices will begin the week of October 31st. Visit VarocaClubBasketball.com to register and sign up. All right. Well, that's it for today. Lots happening. A lot is happening. Mm. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. Have a great couple of weeks. We'll see you then.